All right, guys, we've got an incredible episode, an incredible testimony that's going to give you hope for the next generation. A lot of people have given up on Gen Zers. I am bringing on Jaden Hurd, who's the president of Turning Point USA's Auburn chapter, to share his story about coming to Christ, becoming a conservative, um, and it's it's mind blowing. We have an incredible culture here in the state of Alabama, but our politics and public policy don't reflect the people of Alabama. Media drives culture. Culture is what drives politics and public policy. Welcome everyone to 1819 News, the podcast. I'm Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News and host of this here podcast. Where we're pursuing a free and flourishing Alabama every single week. The huge emphasis on the fact that we are pursuing a free and flourishing Alabama every single week. That is the mission. That is the goal. We are uh, praying and pursuing civic and cultural revival in the state of Alabama. We are fighting with everything we have to expose corruption, to inform the people of Alabama about what's going on. Uh, we celebrate the things about the state that are good, true, and beautiful. Why do we do that? Well, we believe an informed citizenry that loves their place will fight back against the wickedness and Marxism that seeks to take root in our state. So that is why we do what we do. Um, and today we have a great episode where we're going to continue to do that. And we're going to bring you an Alabamian who has an incredible story. It's really a testimony uh, about his trip to um, being saved by God, uh, his relationship with Christ, and how he became a conservative in that order. Um, and, uh, it, it will give you hope for the youth. Uh, he's a guy who's in college. Uh, he's at Auburn university and, and we're going to hear his story. It's the story of Jaden Hurd, who is the president of turning point USA's chapter in Auburn university he has a bunch of other conservative hats he wears as well. But before we jump in with Jaden, uh, I want to remind you guys to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to, whether it's Apple podcasts, Spotify, not YouTube, because they kicked me off. And if you haven't been kicked off YouTube, I got, I just got it. What are you doing? Like, what, what, what are you even doing here? You know, if YouTube thinks you're good, I don't. How about that? So, uh, but Rumble, you can get it there. Um, but whatever podcast platform you use, go there, subscribe, click the bell, leave a review, share it on social media. This is how we get it out there. People always ask, what can we do to help 1819 News? We love you guys. Well, you can support us financially by going to the website and becoming a member. Uh, if you've already done that or can't afford $5 a month, which is weird if you can't afford $5 a month, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to browbeat you right now. Uh, share the content online. Um, take these podcasts, share them on social media, share them with your friends. Uh, our audience continues to grow and grow and grow and grow with every single podcast we publish. Uh, the the last one uh, we did was, you know, broke all kinds of records on Twitter slash X, uh, whatever you want to call it. So please do that. Uh, and without further ado, we're going to jump in to the content. Jaden, thank you so much for taking the time to drive on over here to the ham and sit down with me and tell your story. The ham. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I also love that you plug Rumble. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're on YouTube, if you're still on YouTube, bro, I mean, what are you doing? Seriously, yeah, you, you, you literally. So this was my this was my commitment when I started 1890 News. I've worked at other outlets before uh, news outlets that I watch them just grow and make all kinds of money and have all kinds of influence. But they were based on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then Mark Zuckerberg woke up one day and was like, I think we're going to turn off alternative news and they had to fire everybody. And I watched it happen. And so I said, look, we're going to utilize social media, but we are going to build this thing 
um, through organic search and email newsletter. That's going to be the basis of everything. We will utilize social media, but we won't rely on it. The moment I, if I'm writing something or I'm speaking into this microphone and I go, is, is YouTube going to like that? Are the, are the social media overlords going to approve of that? How will this ding me? If I'm doing that, I'm not doing what I promised my listeners, my readers. And so that has been our policy from the very beginning. We're going to say what needs to be said. Uh, and we got smoked by YouTube and it did not take long. I had Greg Phillips on here. I had Robert Malone on here. I had oh boy. you name it. I had General Michael Flynn, though we were already kicked off of YouTube by the time General Flynn came on, but that would have got us smoked. Yep. And so at the end of the day, that's the content. The reason they're censoring it is because that kind of content is going to change the status quo. Yep. And the people that benefit from the status quo want to make sure it's not changed. And so if I'm just producing content that keeps the status quo, what am I doing? Yeah, that's correct. What are we doing here? Yeah, and you know what's funny? I have a show as well called yeah. Let It Be Heard uh, with Right Side Broadcasting Network. It's only on Rumble uh, right now, but we post like clips to TikTok. We'll, yeah. we'll post it to YouTube Shorts. Yeah. And we'll post it to uh, Instagram Reels, you know, and they'll sometimes they'll blow up a little bit on some yeah. of the, Sometimes they'll, they'll get kicked off. And yeah. so I'm thankful for Rumble, especially. As a matter of fact, we talked about Dan Bongino before we came on the show, yeah. but Dan Bongino went up to me and shook my hand. He said, Thank you for using uh, Rumble. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, we love Rumble on here. Uh, Rumble's great to us. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we Rumble's been very, very good to us. We love Rumble. Um, and then this this amazing thing happened in, in the providence of God, I believe, though Elon not quite there with Jesus yet, but we're working on him. Right. We're hoping. Uh, he comes in and buys Twitter. Yeah. And it's not perfect. There's, there's probably a whole bunch of algorithms that are just like built deeply down into that thing for censorship that, that he hasn't even been able to unearth. Right. And then, you know, um, but he, you know, there was, there was people that were, were censoring election stuff and he fired the whole team. Right. And so he's got a commitment and just to watch him troll people is just amazing. <laughs> the great. richest man in the world is just straight, like juvenile trolling people. Yeah. And I'm like, God, this is amazing. Yeah. I love Elon. Yeah. I, love, I love the whole X stuff and it, it's really created a good platform for Tucker as well. Yeah, that's where I was going next. Right. So he's to me, I'm just, I'm just going to put my cards out on the table to me, it does not get any better than Tucker. I mean, so you've got a guy, and then and then look at what God's done to him to watch his speeches where he, like, this This gives me goosebumps to even think about what he says. He's like, look, Christians can do a lot of bad things and, and repent. He's like, you know, I've seen Christians that, you know, stray in their marriage. I've seen Christians that do this and Christians do that, and all those things are bad, and they repent, and then they're, you know, he says, but the one thing that it just drives me nuts is, is, is Christians that are afraid of dying. Like, why, if... If you're if you're scared of dying, you're doing it wrong as a Christian. And Tucker just said that in the speech with all these people listening. I was like, whoa. And and and, and you know, I, I may not have presented it that way and said, oh, I think it's okay for. And he was not saying that I think it's okay for Christians to do those bad things. But the point that that that, that got me as a as a, I would say a culture warrior and a content creator and someone who's out here putting it all on the line to 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 preserve in Alabama for for my children. What are we scared of? If God is with you. Who can be, be against, against you? you. Yeah, and and uh and yeah, the, the weapons won't formed against you won't prosper, yeah. right? And another thing too about this, Jesus literally said, Blessed is the man who's who's persecuted, blessed yeah. is he who's poor, blessed yeah. is he who hunger, for he yeah. shall be filled, blessed is he who thirst, you know? And so like being blessed by God is not getting a whole bunch of money. Yeah. It's not of uh, having this great family being blessed by God may not be what we want all the time. Yeah. And Christians need to understand that. Another thing too, is all the apostles were persecuted and Jesus was persecuted. Like, I mean, they put him on a cross for what he preached. He preached yeah. sin, repentance, 
heaven, hell, love, forgiveness, regardless, they put them on the, they put them on the cross. And why should we expect any different for us? Yeah. If they're going to put our savior, the, uh, the servants know better than the master. Yeah. And so we should expect these things, not cower away. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that a coward will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm, so we need to be preach. brave. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, so many areas I want to go from that, but thinking about, like you said, Jesus went out and faithfully and boldly, yeah. Right. We have this idea that like Jesus was a sissy and he had like long hair like the Brett girls and like a lamb over his shoulder. It's like, no, this dude fashioned a whip and went into the temple and drove them out. Oh, yeah. Right. He went to the to the religious leaders of his day, which would be like the politicians mixed with the Sadducees and the Pharisees and all of them. And he looked at them and said, You brood of vipers, your father is the devil. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's, you know, uh my previous life, we call that gangsta, right? Like that oh, yeah. was like, whoa. And so that is the boldness that is required. That's the spirit of God um, that's required for for this day and age. And and what happens, though, is when you begin to show that and you begin to honor God and you begin to obey God and do what God wants, you know, you go back to Cain and Abel. Um, Abel brought a sacrifice that was pleasing to the Lord. Cain didn't like that, so Cain killed him. Mm -hmm. And so there's always this response to people who are pursuing God and, and trying to be righteous every time someone wants to kill him for it. Right? That's right. And you see that pattern throughout from, from Cain yeah. and Abel to Christ. As a matter of fact, Jesus literally says that, uh, if the world, uh, you know, lo- love, love with the world, friendship with the world is enmity with God. Yeah. So how do you know that you love God and that God loves you and that you're in a relationship? Yeah. It's when the world hates you, not when Amen. they love you. So the Joel Olsteins out there and, and, and the people who are, who people look up to, like, Oh, this guy's so great. When, yeah. That guy's probably not okay with God, you know. So, yeah. um, you we're, know, we're gonna need to. Uh, Steve Lawson says that the problem with pastors these days is no one's to kill them anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's right? exactly right. <laughs> so, well, I just covered on my show a couple of weeks ago that there's this one church I can't remember their name, but uh, they got kicked off of Syracuse University, and a month before that, they got kicked out of the high school that they were having service in because they were preaching against homosexuality mm. and, and and sexual perversion. Well, they kept they keep getting kicked out every t- everywhere they plant their church. They're getting kicked out. And it's like, that should be happening to every church. Yeah. Every church should be either kicked out or like persecuted, like, but, you know, acts two, you know, yeah. <laughs> and that's how they grow too. Right. right. And so like when we went through COVID, our church, like, we're like, you know, we kind of paused a little bit, didn't do service, you know, did online service for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. After a couple of weeks, you're like, nah, we're fixing to do some service, you know, right. like we did an outdoor service and then we're like, nah, we're just going back to it. And, and what happened is all these other churches didn't, and they cowered and they were in fear and then the people left the cowardly, you know, uh, hired um, hired hands. What's the word that I'm thinking of as far as shepherds go? Um, but left them and then and, and then found faithful churches. And so there was a big yeah. shift. I remember seeing uh, John MacArthur, his church, mm. um, you know, I have opinions about him, but man, that was great. Yeah. That was amazing what he did. And his congregation grew tremendously. He got so much coverage yeah. and he was like that guy that the world hated. And yeah. I love to see that, you yeah. know, so good stuff. yeah. Well, Jaden, I first heard of you. You were uh, a guest on Alabama Unfiltered Radio. Uh, Allison Sinclair, who is uh, apparently everyone who is in college, that's their mom. Uh, she has this relationship. So, um, and, and, and then anyway, that's our, the, the the running joke. Uh, C.J. Pearson, you know, um, and then now we've got Brylan Hollyhand and stuff who's come on. And so, uh, the running joke is she she's everybody's mom. But um, she has you on. She talked very highly about you, thought it was just amazing. She was touched, moved by your story, your testimony. Um, and she shared that with me and we wrote an article on it. And I said, I got, I got to get him on the podcast. I want to hear this. And cause to me, um, the most important thing, as much as I am in the fight and I'm fighting with everything I have, 
if God's not the one doing the work, you know, it's all in vain. It's in vain. And, you know, um, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it build in vain. And then unless the Lord is watching over it, those who sit on the wall and watch, watch in vain. And so God's the one that has to do it. And so when you see a work of God, you, you see someone who's dead brought to life. Um, that to me is just the most powerful thing. And, And you watch someone's life radically turn around. That's what God did to me. Um, and so I wanted to just bring you on and and hear your story. And so if you want to just kind of tell us where you were born, where you grew up, what your parents were like, direction you were going, your encounter with God and how that's changed everything. Sure. Uh, I grew up in Auburn, Alabama, born and raised. I ended up going to Auburn university and I'm still there right now. I graduate in May and I plan on living in Auburn for a few more years, at least. Uh, I just love it. I love Auburn. I love Alabama. This is my home. So, um, but I'll tell you, I mean, I I grew up, you know, going to church, you know, not for the right reasons. I went, I initially went for a girl that I was seeing at the time. Um, Didn't really care. I just cared to see her. Right. Um, I didn't actually believe that there was a God. Uh, My dad has always been a Christian. My mom uh, has always been a Christian as well. But, you know, loosely terms, you know, like anybody can really say that they're a Christian in the South. But I'm not going to speak to them personally, but I'm just going to speak for myself. So I but I was raised like, yeah, Jaden, God is real. And all of a sudden, okay, whatever. But we never went to church. I just went on my own with whoever I was seeing at that time. And so, uh, long story short, I guess um, I ended up going to college. And uh, actually, it's funny. I became a conservative before I was a Christian. Weird. Really? So I'll, I'll run you through that. So you're growing up black. Okay, look, you you got pictures of Obama in your house. There's three things in your house. There's picture of Jesus. There's uh, there's Obama, and then there's like a really good cabinet with seasonings in it. Okay. That that's, those are the three things that you have in your house and some Kool-Aid, right? Like that's what you have in your house when you're black. (laughs) And so, you know what I'm saying? Like we loved Obama. I loved Obama. I like, I looked up to him like he was an idol. I looked up to Michael Jackson, like he was an idol. And that's, that that was really me. I was a leftist. As a matter of fact, I remember looking back on my Snapchat a couple of years ago. um, I posted in 2019 that there was a bunch of these people dying at the same time, a bunch of celebrities that I really liked. And I was like, man, why can't Donald Trump die? I literally said that. I literally said that on my Snapchat. I was like, why, why is God taking these men? Why don't, yeah. why doesn't he take Donald Trump? That's how I felt about Donald Trump. Yeah. So I was a leftist in 2019, 2020. And, um, I supported the black lives matter riots. Um, I, I was fully into it. Right. Yeah. Um, as far as other issues, if you would have asked me, I probably would have, I probably would have no idea. I, had, I didn't know. I didn't have an opinion on abortion. I didn't really care about socialism, communism. I, mean, I didn't know anything about that stuff. I only cared about the black lives matter, racism, all Republicans are racist white man's out to get me. Uh, I can't get it on my own. America yeah. has racist roots, all the jazz. Yeah. And so, you know, that was me. That was how I looked at the world. And so eventually, um, uh, COVID happened, right? So COVID guys, COVID was a blessing. Huge. Uh, COVID was a huge blessing. Not only did it show who people are, right. It separated the real from the fake. Um, but it also just brought realness out of the human nature. Like, like what do humans ultimately aim for? And that's when I came to the Bible. The Bible talks about the human nature and the way that God made man and the way that man has forsaken his own way, according to Ecclesiastes 7. You see all that manifest when things get hard. When yeah. times get hard, you see that. You see that men go after their selfish ways, Look at, they look after themselves. And I'm just like, man, that really is me. That really is the average human who's not in Christ. And so 
one long story short, I'm watching these videos by Ray Comfort. Um, and he's like evangelizing to a bunch of people and he's saying the gospel the over and over again. Master. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, you know, this makes a lot of sense. And so I'm very entertained by people's reactions to him. Yeah. And so I'm watching it for fun. I'm not watching yeah. it cause I'm a Christian. I also start running into, you know, when you're in COVID, you're in bed all day. Yeah. So you're just, you're YouTube rabbit holes. My yeah. YouTube rabbit hole was Christian evangelism and Christian arguments against like atheists and Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder and all these guys that are like owning liberals. That was like, yeah. again, when you're a new conservative, you're like, whoa, like these dudes just own, you know? Um, and it's so like, and so I'm watching the change my mind on some things and, and I watched one change my mind video. I was like, I got to watch more of this. And it was on subjects that I did not care about. I didn't even know what communism was, yeah. but uh, but Stephen Crowder had one where it was uh, socialism sucks or something like that. He changed, changed my mind. Socialism sucks. I'm like, what is socialism? I had no idea. Well, he's arguing with these leftists on campus. I'm just like, you know, this guy makes a lot of sense. I'm simultaneously watching Ben Shapiro owning libs at college campuses. I'm simultaneously watching Larry Elder, Candace Owens, these black conservatives. I've never heard of a black conservative. Yeah. What do you mean you don't, you didn't vote for Obama? What do you mean you support Trump? I yeah. looked at them like they was crazy. Yeah. Then I saw that Trump invited a bunch of these black dudes to the White House. I'm like, what are y'all doing there? And so I'm curious. I'm like, there's got to be a reason. There's got to be something. I also then found out that Trump used to be the biggest thing in the black community. He used to be around all the rappers. They Don had him all the song. Bro, he went on this radio show and they was like, Donald J. Trump, the GOAT. And uh, it was, a. I was like, what? This Donald Trump's low-key kind of funny. And so, but I was still like, okay, but he's racist. Don't care. Long story short, I ended up being like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. I'm now going to identify as an independent. I'm not going to yeah. call myself a conservative. Those guys are racist, yeah. but they make a lot of sense, okay? Yeah. And America's still racist. Republicans are still racist, okay? So we get to the election, okay? Fast forward to the election. Slowly, all this stuff is happening. I'm The whole time, I'm still, and I also don't support the COVID stuff, okay? I'm like, bro, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to get vaccinated. By the way, fun fact, black people do not trust the vaccines. Why would they? Tuskegee experiments. Why on earth and would we'll, a black person trust? You know, like, we will get into that in a second. Yeah. Hold Sorry. on to that. Stealing your thunder. But blacks do not support <laughs> vaccines. We do not get vaccinations. My dad didn't want me to get the flu shot. Yeah. My mom used to take me to get the flu shot. My dad didn't want me to. Okay. Yeah. We're t is, my, and my dad's a Democrat to this yeah. day. My dad's a total Democrat and I love my dad. We have a relationship and we, we go back and forth about this stuff all the time. But that's my father. Yeah. I look up to him. A lot of the values that I have are because of him. Yeah. And so, but anyway, but my dad did not want me to get no COVID shot. He yeah. was he almost like he was crazy. And so, anyway, uh, so my me and my dad both don't support all this COVID stuff. Yeah. And and it's funny. Also, when you grow up in the black community, we do not support this LGBT stuff. So yeah. I naturally was not about that stuff. I, yeah. You're not about that stuff. It, that stuff doesn't fly in the hood. It doesn't fly in the rich black neighborhoods. It doesn't fly in the middle class neighborhoods. Blacks do not support LGBT. I'm so glad that yeah. I can say all this. On Hopefully I can say yeah. all this on the radio. Oh, yeah. dude, get them. Um, so blacks don't support this. Don't let them lie to you. Even leftist blacks who, again, some of them obviously do, you know, you have the the Black Lives Matter people, but people who would identify, like say, oh, Republicans are racist, they're still going to say, but I don't support homosexuality. Yeah. They'll straight up say it. Say it. Anyway, I'm coming, so I'm coming into the November election with all this in mind, okay? Biden comes out and says all this racist stuff over and over and over again, and I'm just like, 
You ain't black. Bro, what are you? Don't vote for me. I was like, bro, what are you talking about? I remember posting this on my Snapchat story as well. I said, man, Biden is low key making me not want to vote for him. I'm like, are we seriously going to vote for him? And I got, that was one of the, one of the first times I got hate from my friends was when I started posting stuff. I was like, y'all, what is going on? Like, why are they saying this stuff? And I realized, I was like, you people are delusional. You people are just letting this stuff slide. If we're going to call this dude Donald Trump racist, which I genuinely believed that he was, then we got to call this guy racist. And I remember he came out, he said the N-word. He came out and said that he, apparently he gave a eulogy at the KKK service. All this stuff was verifiable. I'm like, how am I going to vote for this dude with the values that I have? So anyway, we get to the election and I'm there. I'm there at the booth. And I'm like, I have a dilemma. I go with my dad and my dad votes for Biden and I, and I, I hide my paper. I had my paper and I'm like, I don't know if I should vote for Biden or Trump. Let's just say I didn't vote for Biden. Um, (laughs) And I walked out of there and I called my friend Lee, who was trying to, who was trying to convince me the whole time. Dayton, Trump is your president. Trump is your president. I call him. And at this time I'm not a Christian. So I'm, I'm using explicit words, but I'm saying F it. I I didn't vote for Biden. F it. I did it. Like it's over. We're going to save our country. And I'm just like, yeah, it's crazy. And this is the day of the election. When I made this decision, I didn't make this decision the day before. Anyway. So I'm like, I'm on board, right? I'm on board with the Trump train. Let's do it. Still kind of a liberal though. Don't understand anything about conservatism. All I know is I like Trump. We get to the election that night. And as you know, we go to bed happy i'm yeah. like okay this man trump looking like he finna win you know it's okay yeah. no yeah. <laughs> um the, the the election is stolen 100 wasn't even close don't care what anybody says yeah and that is what radicalized me i wasn't a conservative at that time yeah i became a trump supporter i went from a trump supporter that night to the next day i was a conservative yeah me and my friends, me and Lee, actually, we were both freshmen at this time in college, first semester ever. We end up wanting to start a rally. So we go and think about it, we've only been in college for two months. So we get our, we, 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 we post in our stories. If you're a Trump supporter, slide up, this, this, and that. We're going to have a stop the steal rally at Auburn. And we end up getting in just one day, 400 people in a group chat to come out and protest in a rally. The issue is, though, the police department found out about this because we contacted them and said, you can't do this. And we were like, oh, man. And again, we're, we don't understand. We're freshmen. Yeah. So we're like, ah, we're not going to do it. So we called the whole thing off and people started leaving the group chat. And then Lee's like, Jaden, we got to do this anyway. Yeah. And, and you know why? Because the group chat was blowing up saying, what WTF do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean we're, we're not going to do this? Yeah. And the whole chat is blowing up all these Auburn students. And then I'm like, all right, guys, let's just do it. So we all go out there anyway, and it's not as big turnout as it would have been, but it's still hundreds of people out there. And two freshman dudes put this together, me and Lee at the time. We're not friends anymore, but we were friends then. And it was crazy. You had all the organizations come out, Turning Point, Young Americans for Freedom, Young Americans for Liberty. The Libertarians came out. Everyone came out. They were traveling down. Right Side Broadcasting Network was out there covering it. It was insane. And... It, it, you had people leaving their dorms, going to their dorms to find, they were walking to class. They were, they went to their dorms to get their flags and come out. You had people circling the block with their trucks, honking, 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 and, and with their flags playing music. And it was insane. And I was like, man, is this what it feels like to, for the first time ever to support my country and the fight yeah. for my, my, you know, 
is not is and that's what really it changed it all for me. Long uh, next thing that happened was I was invited to a turning point conference called uh, uh, Student Action Summit, right? Because I met the turning point people there. I also got invited to a Young Leadership Institute Youth Leadership Summit, um, and I went to both of those. So within the span of three months of being a conservative, I had went to New Orleans. I hosted a rally on my campus. I joined Turning Point. I went to West Palm Beach. I met all these people. I met like like uh, crazy, like Mike Lindell. I met like Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump Jr. Um, Mike Pence at the time was still a patriot. And so um, like it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, is this really what it's like? And so I'm just getting radicalized. Yeah. Eventually, I'm continuously learning more about conservatism, all the issues I'm getting sharp on. And think about it. When you've been lied to your whole life, yeah. when you've been on one side of the whole life, you feel like you've betrayed everything that you've grown up with. Yeah. If you're a conservative in the black community, you are literally a traitor. That is treason. Yeah. Okay. It's like being an American and and turning in like your general, right? Yeah. And like saying, this is him, shoot him. Yeah, It's like shooting your general in the back of the head. That's what I did to my family and my in the, in the community that I was in. That's And so just think about the boldness like we talked about. I had yeah. to have real good boldness. My dad didn't know I was a conservative for two years. Yeah. Because there's no way I was going to tell him. Yeah. It, it's like he would have, he, he would have kicked me out and he actually ended up did, but we'll get to that later on. So when you're around conservatism, it rubs off on you. And yeah. then, then you, you're all around a bunch of Christians naturally. And so I'm not a Christian at this time. I'm still a degenerate. I'm having sex out of marriage. I'm going to the bars. I don't drink. I, I wasn't drinking then, but I was a degenerate. I was a sinner, yeah. but I was woo America, woo Trump, woo freedom. Right. Yeah. Which none of that matters without the gospel. Yeah. And so I'm still listening to Frank, uh, not Frank Turek, uh, uh, Ray Comfort. I'm watching Frank Turek for the apologetic ar arguments. Yeah. And I'm watching arguments between William Lane Craig and atheists and stuff like that. I'm just like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. But I'm not giving my, I'm not giving my heart over. I'm giving my mind over. Yeah. I'm like, okay, my mind, God definitely exists. But in my heart, I'm like, ah, I don't really care. Well, I ended up meeting this guy named Brandon through Turning Point who ended up baptizing me later on. And um, I'm just asking him questions like, the hard questions like, oh, well the, well, the Bible says this in one place. What about this? And he's answering all these questions. One day, these street preachers come to campus. Uh, eventually, I, I do get baptized. And I'm like, okay, cool. The gospel's cool. One day, these street preachers come to campus. And I'm like, this is not the right way to spread the gospel. Why, what do you mean? Why are you, why are you yelling at all these college students? So I go up to him. I listen to what he's saying. I'm like, you know, this makes a lot of sense. He's using, he's, I mean, he, he's quoting the Bible. Giving him right comfort. And it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's not even Ray Comfort. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, Ray Comfort has a lot of analogies and a lot of, this. Yeah. these guys are straight Bible, straight scripture. straight scripture. And I'm just like, I've never seen like a street preacher before. I go out to lunch with them. I disagree with them about their theology at the time. You know, they were preaching repentance. They're preaching freedom from sin. They're preaching all this stuff. I'm just like, ah, nah, bro. I take them to lunch. I still disagree with them, but I hear their testimony. And it was insane. That really hit me. And I was like, I don't think I've really heard the gospel like a, like like this before. Gospel is a transformative action of someone's heart. It's not just something that is imputed upon you, right? Imputed righteousness. Yeah. It, it's both and. It's not either or. Yeah. So yes, God looks at you as righteous because of what Jesus did on the cross. But also, as First John says, he literally makes you righteous just as Jesus is righteous. That means that your heart changes, your mind changes, you desire to follow Jesus, right? What you're doing before 
You're no longer doing. You're now seeking to obey Jesus, right? And so I'm like, hmm. So then, right then and there, that's when I started actually obeying the gospel. Yeah. And I started, you know, I've been street preaching lately. I've yeah. started street preaching. I started a Bible study. I've started discipling and ministering. I read my Bible. I pray. Um, and that's my testimony. And and it was from these street preachers. But God had continued planting seeds in me since 2019. But I would say in 2021 was when I surrendered. You know what I'm saying? Amen. It was a year after becoming a conservative, two years after hearing the gospel for the first time. And it took a lot. I was a stubborn guy, but I was dead. I was dead. But yeah. now I'm alive in Christ, as Romans 6 says. So, yeah. I love it, dude. I love I love hearing um, those transformational stories. And, and specifically, you know, I hear a lot of stories, especially right now on college campuses. You see the stuff that's going on in Auburn. I think a lot of it is real. But then there's some periphery, you know, that oh, yeah, sure. maybe not. There's guys that are going there because there's girls, right? And sure, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But there, there's a core that really is happening and people who are really in. And how do you know what's real? It's the ones that, like you said, it's the ones, yeah, they believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, but you know that they do because they begin to obey him. Jesus yeah. says, if you love me, you'll obey keep my commandments, my, yeah. right? And so It's that fruit. Yeah. You know? And so, um, but, you know, keeping the commandments doesn't save you. But if you're saved, you'll keep the commandments. Right? That's correct. That's and, correct. And so he gives you a, a new heart that that longs to follow him mm -hmm. and honor him. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, man, that's incredible. Uh, and I know something I struggle with, um, is, is looking at your generation, you know, and being like, man, you know, and again, and I'll be honest, it's not that there's like something wrong with your generation is what it boils down to. It's a handing down. Mm -hmm. So you have the, the boomer generation, which is my dad's generation, you know, they make fun of my, I'm a millennial. Okay. They make fun of us because we, you know, can't drive cursive and a stick, drive a stick shift. Well, yes, I can. <laughs> but if I can't, it's because their generation didn't teach us. Mm -hmm. So they, they make fun of us, but it's like, look, man, we're all in this together. Anything I'm lacking, it's because you didn't give it to me. That's true. Right. And so what, what, what God to me shows us is like, if, if we see a generation that's, that's wayward or is, is wherever it is, that's our fault. That's the generations before our, us. That's our fault. Like mm -hmm. that we didn't teach, that we didn't hand down uh, the gospel, that we didn't hand down a Christian heritage, that we didn't hand down how to run a business, that we didn't, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is, um, you know, that we, we allowed our kids to sit and play on their phones all day and play video games rather than disciplining them and teaching them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because this happened in mass over 50 years. Now you have uh, a generation that seems like it's uh, that it's lost and unreachable. And to man, it is, but to God, it's not. That's right. And that's what I love is the, the only hope we have for this ship to turn around is for, for God to go one by one. However, was, you know, revival would be great where he just breathes the spirit out on a whole land and then just changes, changes it. But, yeah. but that comes through individual salvations. That's right. Individual professions, uh, with, with true repentance. And so, um, Super encouraging, dude. Thank you so much for, for, for sharing your story. Sure, yeah. And testimonies have the power to save. The Word of yeah. God has the power to save. And so any chance I can have to go on a platform to share my testimony and talk about Scripture or talk about yeah. the movement, anything like that, I mean, it could if one person is even convicted of sin, yeah. then the job is, I mean, you're planting that seed. You know, you just have to pray that it lands on good soil like the, like the, 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 um, the parable of the sower, mm -hmm. you know, so... That's what we pray for, and that's what I hope. That's what I hope. Let it be heard. Does on Rumble, um, you know, I have a saying on Let it be heard that we want to be doers of the word, not hearers only. Yeah. And so, as James one says, and so you know, we want to do the work of God, you know, and let God work through us, not just like sit here and be like, okay, I'm saved by grace. 
All right, cool. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not grace, yeah. right? Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, Titus two defines grace. Uh, the Bible says that uh, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and great return of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave Himself that He might redeem His people from every lawless deed. Mm. That's what Jesus wants. And what, how do we do that? We speak these things. We speak of Jesus, right? There's no name given among uh, any name under heaven that by which man can be saved other than Christ Jesus. Hmm. And so, man, I just love, I love the yeah. scripture. I love how it gives us a framework of how to do this stuff. And that's why I take every opportunity to go on any platform. And I'm really, uh, I heard your testimony, uh, yeah. you know, before, and man, I'm really blessed by that. And I'm really thankful for you that you do Thank the same you. thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, God gets a hold of you. There's no other choice. And I remember, yeah. you know, cause I've, I've had to, I've had to kind of, and, and I was doing it this morning. I was on my knees praying and it's funny. I've got, I have seven kids and, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember which, I don't even know which kid it was. I'm on seven my knees. Kids. I have seven kids. <laughs> so I'm on my knees praying. And one of my kids just comes up and grabs onto me while I'm praying this morning. And it just, God hit me with, you know, not, not like, you know, but look at what, look at where I brought you, son. Yeah. Wow. You were in the pit of a prison headed nowhere fast, mm -hmm. pursuing your own lusts of your own flesh and your own destruction is all I was pursuing and all I was doing. Dude. And, and he decided that he was going to save me, bring mm -hmm. me the woman of my dreams, you know, bring me to Alabama and yeah. we have seven kids. Um, That's a ministry in itself right it there is. for you. That's the ministry. Yeah. I will tell you. Um, <laughs> That's right. And, and not only that, but then put me into a media career where I end up working directly for the guy who created Laura Ingram's radio show. And he teaches me all about the media business. And then I meet people who want to start a news organization in Alabama. And then I get the, I mean, the whole thing is just it's, nuts. It's Providence, bro. It, it, it's it. And, and it's like, I'm sitting here a few short years ago. I was, I was a nobody doing nothing other than trying to love my wife. And, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like yep, if you're yep. a nobody, if you're a nobody doing nothing <laughs> and God's given you a wife and children, man, almost there's times I don't try to go back to that, <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and man, and, and he, he brought amazing men along in my life that taught me how to love my wife, who taught me how to raise my children. Um, and once my household felt like it was really where it needed to be, as soon as, you know, God's like, okay, your household's where it needs to be. Now I've got a mission for you. But when I was in prison, I, I think I was reading, I'm not a huge Rick Warren fan anymore, but I was reading the purpose driven life. And, um, in that book, and maybe it was that or some other book I was reading, but it said, you know, he talked about this guy who wrote out a contract with God and he signs the contract basically. And I'm like, man, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. So I write out this contract where it's wow. like, my life is yours. Do with me what you will. When I'm driving, I ran this thing, you know, into a ditch. <laughs> you know, I'm yours. Do with me whatever you will, God. And, you know, filled it out and literally signed it. And I put it in my Bible. I'd, I'd love to see if I could dig through some of my documents from when I was in prison to see if I could find it. That would be really cool. But man, and, and he said, okay, <laughs> you signed it. I'm sending you. And um, I'm just along for the ride. So, wow. That's yeah. powerful. I yep. need to do that. <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, I did it I mean, in my heart, but I went, no, exactly. seeing it though. There's something about, you know, being on paper and really doing it. And and I mean, yeah, it's, it's obvious that you've done that. Mm -hmm. um, that and, and man, when you're, when you're propelled by the spirit of God, there's, I can't do anything but this, right? Like I can't do any, like, like uh, you have free will. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when the spirit is in you crying yeah. out, Abba father. Yeah. 
I want to cry right now yeah. talking about it. Like yeah. it's, it's like, it's real. Yep. Who can say no to that? Yep. And, and it's just, it, it saddens me when people hear this stuff and they just, they don't have ears to hear. They, they, you know, they just kind of, it kind of goes over their head like, ah, eh, whatever. But yeah. that was me at one point. I was like, ah, eh, whatever. But now I understand, right? I was blind. Now I see. And you know, it's, it's great, bro. God yeah. is just so kind and, and loving and, and you know, it, it's, it's amazing. So man, well, good stuff. I'm not even going to jump in any other topics. I think we'll wrap it up and we can talk all the political stuff in our overtime. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think that's great. And, and I just want to tell my audience, man, hopefully as you hear Jaden's testimonies, you hear my testimonies, you've heard the testimony of other people who've come on. Um, I've had John Croyle and, uh, Gene Stallings and well, he didn't share his testimony, but, uh, John Hanna, all these other people who've come on. And it's really interesting. I didn't, when I created this podcast, I wanted it to be, you know, we were going to, it was going to be, you know, Alabama culture. We're talking about barbecue, country music <laughs> and, you know, football, and, all and, good but things, also politics, yeah. right. You <laughs> just kind of like bring it all together. Yeah. Well, God had a different idea. And every time I had someone come on, I'm like, well, what do you, what, what's wrong with Alabama? And, and they were just like fathers. Men, yeah, well, men, fathers. That that's yeah. what's wrong with Alabama is men and fathers. That's right, and pastors, right? That's right. And so, um, so it really just kind of created a, a life of its own. And I began mm. to just have all these guys on, and they would come, and I would just talk to them, and, and I'd be like, "Tell me your story." And they're like, and they had this crazy salvation experience. I mean, Rich Wingo's got an amazing testimony. Uh, Rick Burgess, you know, had him come on share his wow. story. I mean, just. Uh, and I've actually got Rick coming on tomorrow, uh, and he's going to, I'm going to ask him to dig in a little bit deeper into his testimony. Huge. So yeah, that's what it's kind of turned into is like, yeah. tell me your story. And what's interesting is like, I'm not after testimonies. I just want to hear, I want to meet interesting people who've done amazing things. And I just want you to tell, tell me your story. And I'm going to sit back and like nine out of 10 of them know this guy named Jesus. Yep. Crazy. That's right. Crazy. It's not a coincidence. So, no, yeah, but I, I, I guess we can wrap it up. With, I, I just want to say one more thing. Sure. You, you mentioned the problem with Alabama. Yes, it is fathers. Um, I did a whole episode on this, actually, and let it be heard. You guys want to go check it out. But um, I think one of the, from a spiritual perspective, and this is something that's not really talked about either. I think a lot of the problems that are in Alabama are because a lot of people think they're okay with God and they're not. Yeah. There's this thing called cultural Christianity where people go to church on Sunday and that's it. And yeah. they think they're okay. They get their fill on Sunday. It lasts them until the next Sunday. But then they go to Sky Bar on Friday, Saturday, and get drunk and do whatever all other six days. And they're told that they're okay with God by that pastor, right? Or it's just part of the culture. Oh, it's just, you know, when when someone, you ask someone, hey, like, why are you a Christian? Oh, well, I, you know, I was raised in the church and, uh, you know, we went every Sunday and, you know, so third I, generation Methodist. Yep. And so I, I, you know, I pray to God sometimes and, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I do mess up, but it's okay because, you know, I go to church and I pray and, you know, I repent and, uh, you know, that's kind of yeah. what you hear. That's not, that's not the life of a Christian. The life of a Christian is, is abiding in Jesus. Okay. That is your, that is a, it's a relationship. Okay. And in, in a relationship, you're talking to someone, you're hearing them. Yeah. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. You know, you're, you're, you're reading the word, you know, saying you're spreading the word. I mean, you know, you, it, the fruits of the spirit in Galatians five, you know, yeah. so like, and when I hear like all this stuff from people here in Auburn, I'm like, well, are you okay? Are, do you really know Jesus or do you, do you, do you know of him? Yeah. You know? So I think that's the biggest problem, especially with Auburn. 
there's a church on every corner and there's a ministry in every, in every corner. And there's people that will come up to you and say, yeah, I'm a Christian, but in their life, they deny him. Yeah. And we're coming to a day and an age and a time oh, yeah. where it's not, you can't anymore. Like you're actually going to have to be about it. Oh yeah. Right? You're not oh, going to be yeah. able to just, because the people that are just professing it are fixing to stop professing it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Sure I, you know? And so I think that is interesting. And I think, you know, I hate that we're entering into a time like that, but, but I think God, just like with COVID is going to be able to use that um, to sift out the wheat and the tares I agree. And, and see who's really, who's really following. Well, that's him, what so. he said. That's what he said will happen. Yeah. So, yep. That's good. Yep. Well, hopefully guys, if you're listening to this, um, you know, um, I would just encourage you, you know, search yourself, um, see what your relationship with God is like. We're coming in a very, uh, the Chinese proverb, interesting times, but I think it's, it's beyond interesting times. It's wicked times. We're up against, the forces of evil, we see it with the LGBTQ nonsense, the transgender nonsense. That's We're right. mutilating children's genitals uh, in the name of science and, and all this other stuff. Uh, abortion. Um, it's just wickedness everywhere. Uh, it's it's rampant. And the only way we can fight back against this uh, is, is, is if we have a relationship with Jesus. He is the seated at the right hand of the Father righteously ruling over all things. He is Lord of heaven and Lord of earth. That's right. That's it. And until we recognize that and we let his righteous rule reign in us and every square inch of our lives and we obey him, not perfectly, but every single day we're getting up and making sure that we're doing everything we possibly can to submit ourselves to him and his word and his ways. And Psalm 119, you go through the whole thing, longest chapter in the Bible, all, <laughs> all it is. I love your law. I love your ways. I love your commands. I, you know, over and over and over. I want to learn your law. I want to learn your commands. And 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 that's a man after God's own heart. That should be us. We that's need right. To, seek to obey King Jesus in every square inch of our lives. And in order to do that, we, we have to believe, believe that he was crushed under the weight of God's wrath on our behalf. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's something we're going through with my kids and family worship. And I'm, I'm just rambling at this point now, maybe God will do something with it. But um, <laughs> there's a, a song uh, called there's a fountain filled with blood. You know I that love song? that song. So we, that was the hymn of the month in church. And so I'm just reading it with my kids and I've got an eight year old daughter and a seven year old daughter that, that they, they reached that age where it clicked. Age of accountability? So, right? I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. But there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, right? And sinners plunged beneath that flood right. lose all their guilty stains. Yeah. Um, and then it said, I'm trying to think of the next verse is... Um, lose, uh, I think it says it again. It, it, talk, it talks about, and so it goes through yeah. the thing, but then, yeah. then the next verse it talks about um, the thief uh, the on the cross. The thief. I forgot. Man, yeah. I know. Yeah. I can't think of it yeah. now. But either way, goes through that thing and it says, but there, though I, as vile as, as, he, vile as he, wash all my, wash sins, all my away, sins away. Right? And then it goes into it again. But yeah. point being, my kids saw it and it clicked in their head. And then what's funny is in my hymnal, the very next hymnal, but they didn't turn it. They already knew it. It's like, um, that's what can wash away my sins. Nothing, Nothing but, but the blood, blood of Jesus. Love right? it. And my yeah. kids went right into that. But that's that's it and, and is, is understanding... Um, that that's it. That's the only Jesus Christ is the only way, um, and and he he can wash away uh, all your sins. So that's right, um, man. I could go on and on uh, about this forever, but we'll wrap it up. Jaden, where can where can folks find you? Uh, you said let it be heard. That's yeah. So if you go to Right Side Broadcasting Network on Rumble, yeah. I have a show called Let It Be Heard. You can check me out on there. You can find me on Instagram uh, at Jaden Okay. You can also find me on X, which is Jaden underscore herd. Um, and then I also have like, I have like 
uh, my show Instagram and my show Twitter and my show, all that is L I B H show. Yeah. Um, but it's usually in collaboration with my personal account. Yeah. So if you find me, you'll find that. And yeah. uh, you guys will, I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. If you enjoy 1819, you'll enjoy Let It Be Heard. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Good stuff. Jaden Hearn, thank you so much. Thank you, man. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that'll wrap it up. Um, we're going to go into our overtime segment. So if you're not a member, please go to the website, 1819news.com. Click the button, become a member. So you have access to special behind the scenes content like our overtime podcast segments. You'll also receive merch, cool hats, cool shirts, cool mugs, all these type of things if you sign up to become a member. So please do that. And Jaden and I will be talking about why the Republican Party hates your guts. <laughs> Flat out. They hate your guts. We just watched it with the speaker thing. Are we going to get Jim Jordan? Just kidding. We hate your guts and you're going to get who we tell you. That's who you're going to get. Emmer. I don't even know who this guy is, but he's he's basically like if Nancy Pelosi like moved over to into the Republican Party, you get Emmer <laughs> yes. and that's who we're going to get because eat it. We hate your guts. I think you, you, can, you think you're going to want to tune into that. What do you got? I think you can end it right there. You don't yeah. even need overtime. That's all. That's yeah, all. no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we will. We'll dive into that more deeply uh, in this overtime segment. Until next time, put your trust in God and keep your powder dry. <laughs>